0: Phil, if you're listening to this, I'm dead. A combination of watching Zeus and Roxanne wear had a brush in because of the terrible, terrible cover of Teenage Wedding that frankly nearly drove me insane. And then to watch a ripoff of Predator that frankly even the thriftiest of thrift stores would think is too low quality. And then to follow it up with the worst... X Men film ever. X-Men. Okay, fine. At the second, worst. X Men three, okay, fine. The third worst X Men movie ever. I can't do this anymore. These films have taken everything from me, they might as well take my life too. <laughs>
1: as punk, Bryn O'Rourke, this is Shit Film Sunday. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 5 of Shit Film Sundays. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I hope you have not got out of your gym jams yet and you are supping on coffee and watching some shit films or listening indeed to this show. Um, In fact, maybe you're about to sit down and watch this week's shit film. Um, However, before I get into that, I need to welcome back... Uh, the Tonto to my Kimusabi Um, I'd say the Robin to my Batman but that has different connotations really Uh, ladies and gentlemen Brinsback hey
0: the rumours of my demise have been greatly greatly exaggerated (laughs) (laughs) also Phil I would totally be your Robin
1: oh bless you bless you careful now the missus is listening yeah. Well, um, as long as I'm
0: not Jason Todd, I'm fine. Like,
1: <laughs> no one likes Jason Todd. No. Um. No one likes what happens to Jason Todd. No, no one does. Um, so anyway, um, this week, um, Bryn, we're talking about um an X Men movie. Yeah, we're talking about an X Men movie now. We're not the kind of. Shit film podcast that would cover some dross like, uh, X Men 3, um, or anything like that. That's not really our area of shit film. Um, however, we are covering an X Men film today. We are covering the TV pilot slash TV movie Generation X based on the, uh, is this still going Generation X? I don't think it is, is it?
0: I I, I've stopped paying attention to X-Men a long time ago. Um, Fair I doubt enough. it is. I doubt it is. Yeah,
1: no, I don't, I don't think it is. It might well be. I don't know. Um, I, too, stopped paying attention. However, when Generation X came out, I was, uh, well, oh, I was about 16. It was 1996 this film came out. It came out around the same time. Um, yeah, so I would have been 16. And, um, yeah, I thought Generation X was so cool and edgy and, and awesome.
0: Yeah, well, it, it came around from that time. I was, of course, wrong. Yeah. Well, it, like, it came around from that time where, like, they were just throwing out new X teams all have, like, X Force and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Rob well, Liefeld uh... Liefel created far too many characters in too short a time. And they all looked exactly the same. And all, like, had ridiculous powers. Yeah, they all had the undercut for some reason. Like, the same undercut as well. It was really weird. Yeah, All the girls had the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest waists. Oh, like, impossibly small.
1: Yeah, like, impossibly small waists. Huge breasts. And all the dudes had arms that were, like, quite literal tree trunk width and everyone had diamond feet yes yes and pouches on pouches on pouches on pouches mm. big futuristic looking guns and pouches pouches everywhere pouches to hold pouches
0: yeah and oh well, just,
1: uh, just uh, shitty, shitty well, yeah record. one of the it was it, it was it was a, it's a, it was a strange one because at the time it was an awesome time for comics. It was very nearly another boom period in comics. And like uh, the X-Men cartoon was was flying. Um there wasn't yet the X-Men movies. They came they came a little later. They came shortly after this film. Actually.
0: Four years after.
1: Um Yeah. Um And yeah, X-Men was massive. Wolverine in particular, I remember, was massive. The anti-heroes were the big ones. Punisher, Wolverine, everyone had a kind of similar character. If you want an epitome, now AJ Maggot's going to fucking kill me for this because he loves this character. And I have to admit, I do too. But if you want the epitome of a 90s um, comic book character, um, look up Wildcats, image comics, Wildcats, and particular Grifter. That is the very image of a 90s comic book character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Like um, yeah. as well as that, and you also had like uh, Lobo, who from DC Comics, who was pretty much like a satire of that entire of all uh, those that entire, Yeah, and it was te- yeah.
1: And most of the people that like Lobo, myself included, most of the people that like Lobo were kind of kind of liked him because he was the badass, and not because they was taking the piss out of the badass um characters, because he was one.
0: It's mm. just a of, a parody kind of that parody that works him. just too well.
1: Yeah, there's still talk of a Lobo film. I'd still watch that.
0: Oh yeah, it was done well.
1: There are a lot of it's a lot of fun. That kind a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, one of the yeah one of the one of the main uh, bringing it back uh, that Marvel brought out to kind of capture that kind of radical team to the extreme nineties. Um, they created Generation X, um, which was. Um, Basically, it was a, a, a team headed up by Jubilee and they were kind of um, like, you know, street kids. Sh- mutant street kids. Who were hip and cool on. and poppin' fresh. They were so poppin' fresh. So poppin' fresh. Um, yeah, and they, they had like cool edgy powers. You had the guy, Chamber, who um, had basically was just a big ball of Light with a dude attached to him. Obviously, he didn't make it into the film version due to um, budgetary constraints. But he had he had but he had no lower jaw and um, no kind of chest. It was just this big ball of light that would come out, and it just gave excuse for like loud, kind of obnoxious explosions and beams beams blowing people across, like you know.
0: Panels. That classic kind of Liefeld.
1: Fire. Yeah, class, classic Liefeld. Like, you know, a couple of panels of a guy just being, like, thrown by some massive beam of energy. Classic Liefeld. Double, double-bladed double swords. There's another Liefeld for you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: double-bladed swords. I'm, I'm honestly surprised that he didn't do those uh, Ultimate Warrior comics that came out around the same time.
1: Yeah, I know. He would have been perfect for them. Around his kind of level of intellect as well, really.
0: Actually, maybe a little before. I don't think he could come up with distrucity. (laughs) Um, But, um, in
1: this particular uh, iteration of Generation X that we get to this one, we get two people that have been uh, made up for uh the movie because of because of budgetary cons- constraints mainly i think um and we have uh Emma Frost and Banshee are like the responsible grown-ups he said Emma Frost isn't really a responsible grown-up and they are played by um british well not british soap but Actress from Britain, Britain, who was in many US soaps in the eighties, Fenola, uh, Hughes. She was in uh, uh, what? What's the not Melrose Place?
0: Days of Our Lives.
1: No, it's, too, it's a two-word thing, and they both begin with P. And I can't remember what it is. It's an American soap. It was quite a famous mm-hmm. one in America, but she's yeah, she's quite famous for being in soaps and stuff. I mean, I think she was in Knots Landing. She's in that kind of shit. And um, Banshee uh, is played by Jeremy Ratchford. Uh, I'm assuming Jeremy Ratchford is an um, actor, Brian. But- uh, judging by the, the accent that he displayed in this film, I'm assuming, I'm assuming he, he's some kind of from from, uh, from your fair uh, country. No,
0: no, no. His accent no? is beyond awful. Like, are you suggesting that? Are you suggesting that he is not a legitimate Irishman? I thought he was Scottish for half of this film. <laughs> How very dazed. Uh, yeah,
1: it is the worst, the
0: worst
1: accent I've ever it, heard in my life. It, it's, it, it makes Tom Cruise sound like Jerry Adams.
0: Yeah, it, it's... It, to be fair to him, I, I admire him for clearly trying to not do a stereotypical Irish accent. He just... Mm-hmm failed miserably in that goal. Yeah. Yeah. Like he also like he also was a Banshee in the X-Men cartoon according to IMDb. Oh dear. Well that would make sense because I remember him being
1: terrible in the cartoon as well. Yeah. Oh, so bad. You just thought they would made... I mean it, they could have just quietly you know if they'd heard how terribly was we- You have thought they could have just quietly not I'm down for the uh, the roller banshee. Maybe I, find someone else.
0: Honestly, I don't... For the cartoon, I don't know why they didn't hire an Irish voice actor. I'm sure it would have been cheaper. I know. You don't even have to find a good-looking one. No. You don't have to find one. Yeah. Well, like, you just have to find someone. like, are you Irish? Yes. Speak mm-hmm. into this microphone, please. Oh, cool. Good. <laughs> You're better than every other actor you've had in. Like... <laughs>
1: You're better than the, the nine American guys we asked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you can get someone from a country to do an accent, you can probably get someone from a country to do another accent. But, like but you should get someone
0: from another country to do an accent. Like to be fair, I, like there's very few people outside of Ireland I've heard do convincing Irish accents. No. Like
1: no. And I think when everyone the main reason- everyone goes for everyone goes for the obvious Dublin.
0: Oh, did he did don't know.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, or oh Lucky Charms.
0: But like, yeah. even like, I mean, even do people doing Dublin accent don't seem to get it right. Like, nah. It, and uh, the biggest problem is that I think it's like Ireland is a very small country, but if you go fifty miles in every in any direction, the accent changes. Yep. And that's not yep. an understatement. That's actually the it's way the it same, is here.
1: It's the same in Scotland.
0: Yeah. It's the same. In, you know.
1: And it is it's is something that uh people from outside of Scotland and Ireland as well, um just do not appreciate at all. You don't hear people say do a Glaswegian accent, you don't hear people say do a a Dublin accent, a Galway accent. Mm. Um I mean even even Northern Ireland's got different accents.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. You like know? there's there's a huge difference between Donegal and uh Antrim. Mm hmm. Despite the fact that they're a couple hundred miles apart, like. You know, uh,
1: uh, Kerry. Now, yeah. Uh, now, that now, 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 I, I, this is going it's gonna be racist, Bryn. It's gonna be, I'm, go- I'm about to say something racist, alright? I'm uh... just gonna say it. And I think you know, I think you know what it's gonna be. You know those Irishman jokes? Englishman, Irishman, and Scotsman jokes? Yeah. I feel like when they were, Kerry was what they were thinking when they were doing those jokes. Probably, yeah. Because you, it's like it's like, uh, Southern American accent. You couldn't quite imagine, although it's entirely feasible and possible, and 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 most likely that it it does happen. But you can't imagine that an intelligent person having that accent. Well, it's impossible. You, Your brain just will not make that connect. I think, even like, I mean, the thing
0: is, like, I'm, I spent most of my uh most of my teenage years living in Cork, and even that mm-hmm. accent, it's impossible to imagine someone saying something intelligent in it. Because, well, it's a bit <laughs> like this, like, and you talk up mm-hmm. and down. How's it going? Like. You know, could you imagine that person telling you about the about the square root of the hypotenuse <laughs> and it being equal to the other sides? It's just ridiculous, like. Uh, I remember
1: seeing uh, a a YouTube clip of uh, a young gentleman with that very accent uh, slipping over on ice. Oh God, you wouldn't belong getting
0: frost, but <laughs> oh, that was a classic.
1: Did yeah, yeah, you've seen that one?
0: Yeah. Of course! What's off the slippy out
1: there, really? What's off the slippy out? You, you gotta watch yourself now, it's off for slippy Beautiful, oh. That's beautiful. I urge everyone to go find that. That, just that. Oh, God, you wouldn't belong getting frost, but. But the, never, never a sad, never a sad. So you can't imagine someone being being like you know upset, angry, or sad in that accent at the same time.
0: No, uh, <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a beautiful, simple pathos to it.
0: Yeah, there's um. <laughs> I remember watching. I remember watching like some Irish-made film before, uh, which is a is a tragedy unto itself. Um, but like there's some bit where it's, like there's a funeral going on. I just remember like riffing along with going like. When when we when we have a sad day, we drink we drink it. We have drinks to match our mood. So I'm having Guinness because it's black. <laughs> 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 just that there's just a, a lovely
1: kind of almost not quaint. You don't want to say quaintness,
0: but I I think quaint kind of applies.
1: Just to Ireland, sure you won't even
0: feel it in your mouth. Well, there's like, there's that great um, that, that's Adam. A, that's another one. There's that great uh, Adam Hills joke where he's talking about different uh, customs uh, officers that you meet when you're going when you're taking to different countries. And uh, you know he goes to Australia it's like when are you leaving? Goes to <laughs> goes to Germany how long are you staying with us for? <laughs> goes to, uh, goes to Ireland so how long are you with us for? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. And just going oh this is so nice I never want to leave. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just good-hearted people. Yeah,
1: much like the eat. character of, much like the character of Banshee, who was a stereotypical policeman <laughs> in the comics. It's point. He's not in this, yeah. but in, the, in 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 the comics, he was a stereotypical Irish policeman. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, Banshee has the power of uh, being able to he has he can emit subsonic frequencies from his voice and he can manipulate sound waves using his voice uh, uh Emma Frost is an extremely powerful psychic she can do amazing things with her mind do shit and she's quite uh she's she's kind of she's another kind of anti-hero really Emma Frost she's, she's another one that got quite popular around that time as well I thought and remained uh, um,
0: popular ever since really I I I did read some of her
1: um, some of the stuff when she was with um, Cyclops after Jean Grey died. Uh, her and oh, Cyclops. Spoiler alert! Jesus, <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's like ten years ago now. Um, and yeah, I did quite like the interplay and the dynamic between them because obviously Cyclops is uh, Mister Goody Two Shoes, by the book guy, and she is really not that. No. And so it was a really nice dynamic between them, but um anyway, I'm digressing into, into comic book characters. Yeah. Uh, I'm odd given we're watching a comic book movie. Yeah. Um, and they are kind of recruiting for Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. And a young jubilation Lee is, uh, she's playing video games. But not just any, what...
0: not just any video, video game. game. It's Virtua Fighter.
1: Play Virtua
0: Fighter video games. Uh,
1: yeah. So she is playing um Virtua Fighter video games. Play Virtua Fighter video games. And um, I don't know what the relevance is of her playing virtual Fighter video games. It's to show that she's cool and home with the downies and stuff. Home with the downies. That'll be it. That'll be it. Um, uh, yeah, because virtual Fighter was so cool at the time. It wasn't in any way a, a third tier fighting game
0: a third tier? I mean, come on. Tekken was around as well and Street Fighter and King of Fighters mm. and uh Mortal Kombat and Okay, I can't think of any of this.
1: Nah. No. I mean, ultimately, you should probably
0: uh probably just uh
1: play virtual fighter video games.
0: Uh, well, I guess so. Yeah. I do yeah. that makes much more sense. It, suddenly it makes sense to me as
1: well. Mm. Um How strange! Um,
0: Very strange. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know what happened there.
0: Uh, Oh, Matt I'll do whatever you want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, she suddenly uh... is—is she getting frustrated by the video game? Uh, Yeah, I think so. And and that's why 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 it sparks. I think that's where she sets off sparks. Yeah. Play virtual fighter video games. That's, that's why. That's why. but mm. um, yes, yeah, but sparks, start, sparks start kind of flying out of her wrists. Uh, not kind of balls of energy like in the comics, they couldn't afford those. So sparks start flying out of her wrists. And, um, suddenly a policeman says, you're going to have to come with us. And apparently you can get arrested for being a mutant. Because she isn't registered, but they didn't know she wasn't registered, and there's a whole thing with her mom. And that was painful
0: to watch. Yeah, that's implying that, like, uh, that scene in particular is painful to watch. This is <laughs> really... A whole film.
1: It's, it's really, it is just really labored. It's really labored. The idea was that they were making a, um they were hoping to spin this off into a TV. Yeah. Um and initially the conceit is quite good, but what I think they've done is they've they've kinda of, instead of make devise, they've written the first two episodes and stuck them together and they kind of got jumbled up and, and messy. Like the whole kind of Matt Frewer thing, that should be episode two. Yeah. You know? And the whole kind of them kind of finding one another and finding themselves should be episode one. With something like maybe involving gelling them as a team to, to kind of establish them in, in the, in the first episode. That's, that's kind of how I would have thought would have been the way to go. But instead they've got this, this, this Matt a
0: is Freddy Krueger subplot. The the biggest, one of the biggest problems with the film is that, like, you get to the point where you're like, okay, this is the final act of the, of the movie, and it's just grinding, at a grinding halt, where you're dealing with the subplot with Angelo, and the girl he mm. likes, and all of her friends and stuff, and it no real bearing on what's gonna, ha- how the climax is gonna play out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because you, obviously that's that's supposed to be ongoing for the TV series, isn't it? Probably. But it isn't it going to be a TV series if you write your
0: pilot shit like this? Yeah.
1: Well, do you think Cilly, the, silly,
0: silly geese. One of the things that's interesting as well is that, like, especially if you look at it, if you view it as a film, is that it's one of the few. It's the first time so far in this theory of the series of films we've looked at that doesn't adhere to the sixty-minute rule of screenwriting.
1: Yeah,
0: where like something has to happen at the 60 minute mark that kind of set that basically gets the audience attention so that when they go into the final half hour to an hour that mm, they're, they're, they're yeah exactly like it's I, I believe in Star Wars it's uh, Luke finding out that uh, uh, that Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru are dead I believe yeah, um, yeah yes. Yeah, the, and the, uh, the I mean but like you can look at almost any film like 60 minute marker jaws is jaws showing up um mm-hmm.
1: you know it's usually the first kill in a horror film yeah usually um yeah this is uh
0: but no not not today not today no time not for today. love Dr Jonas. This, this is how bad this is how bad this film is Zeus and fucking Roxanne did something that this film did something True that this film should have story. done yeah adhered
1: <laughs> adhered to a certain degree of, of yeah competence in its in its storytelling yeah.
0: for everyone for anyone wondering it was actually when um, the conversation between Steve Gutenberg and uh, your one from Apollo 13 decided that they weren't going to get together
1: <laughs>
0: that was a 60 minute moment yeah
1: and uh, and the little girl says I don't get it if if a dog and a dolphin can get along why can't our mom and his dad
0: if a dog and a dolphin can get along why can't our mom and his dad? <laughs> oh,
1: such dialogue! Such beautiful dialogue! Some
0: beautifully dreadful
1: dialogue. <laughs> oh dear God! Um, oh, yeah. And this is this is somehow worse. <laughs> I really like X Men. I remember really liking at the time Generation X, being quite excited for it. I actually remember thinking, I'm going to get issue one because it's going to be worth money. Well,
0: that was also uh, speculator of as well. Like where people were going, like where the, every, ca- every eggs. comic was this, was a special edition.
1: Embossed. Yeah. 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 That was, um, yeah. And unfortunately now most of my comic, because of when I grew up reading comics, most of my comic collection now is absolutely worthless.
0: Yeah, no, so, same with mine. I think I've only got one comic that is actually worth uh, money. Well, in
1: my, see, I actually have, I actually have a secret weapon in my comic collection. When I was growing up, I read um, Two Thousand AD every week. Yeah, and that's considerably rarer. Yes. Now, so uh, yeah, so I've got, uh, I've got. I've got 2000 AD going back to 1977. Yeah. Which is pretty sexy. The Vault. Yeah. I've got a, all of my Marvel comics, because of when I grew up reading yeah. them, Worth fuck all.
0: Yeah, I managed to pick up a very nice copy of uh, Death in the Family. Oh, yes. Yeah. I still haven't had the courage to read it yet, because, like, you know, don't want to
1: damage it. Go and buy a... a graphic novel from Forbidden Planet and read that. (laughs) Or I could just you know, legitimately acquire it it
0: online. Ah, yeah, that's always (laughs) a thing you can do.
1: That's always a thing you can do. Um, Ah, fuck it. If we're going to be recommending comics, everyone should go read Saga. Um, In fact, if you read it, but you've kind of grown up now, you should go and read Saga. It's excellent. Also,
0: next wave, it's fucking great.
1: Oh, yeah, next wave is good. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, yes. back to Generation X. What else happens in Generation X? We uh, we have. Uh, I was running down the, the cast and the basic kind of premise that um, Jubilee gets arrested and uh, men with guns are going to come and take her from her parents' house as soon as she is uh, because she's released into parents' custody. Uh, as soon as she gets home, men with guns are going to come and take her, so she has to go with um, Emma Frost and Banshee to the school of gifted youngsters where she um and they run the school, those two. There's no there's no Professor Xavier, there are no X Men. It's just them in the school.
0: I really liked when um what they had doing? the when they had Emma Frost and Banshee go to pick her up. I really liked how they did the mind control stuff with Emma Frost so that was really a really effective way of doing it.
1: This is I'm Officer, I'm Officer yeah. Hootie and this is Officer Blowfish.
0: Yeah, well, like like the, the like they're showing the point of view thing where they go like, oh, you're wearing the uniforms despite the fact that they're not and stuff. But that was, I uh, yeah, someone, yeah, no, that was someone handled well. Like, it, yeah, that was,
1: yeah, that was a we've got fuck all money. How do we do this? That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: It's, it was it's, yeah, a smart choice. A smart choice. I think actually the only one in this film.
0: Yeah, the, well, I, I think it says a lot that if you look at the 1991 Flash TV show and the production uh, values of that are, like, miles better than this show that came out five years later. Very true.
1: Very tr- but that, uh, to be fair, I mean, the Flash was pretty special. It was the also, the was
0: Flash. I think up until 2000, it was still the most expensive TV show ever made.
1: Really? I could believe that. I
0: can I, believe that
1: because it was, it was
0: it was way ahead of its time there was oh there was a shit you're absolutely
1: it. right this film this film is considerably yeah is, is on a considerably lower mu- lower budget yeah well, even, I, I imagine yeah I mean, it's a pilot so they yeah. weren't gonna they weren't gonna
0: but even in that uh, scene at the beginning of the film where like um, it's like a dark scene and you see hands and stuff like that and then it goes for this shot that usually looks really good when it's done. Where like it's done at this angle where it's uh, really in a really t- really tight corner, so you can get to see the entire room and see everyone. Problem is that you can see mm. the you can see the boundaries of the soundstage, so <laughs> it completely takes you out of the scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. No, there's a couple of little goofs like that yeah you know, that you'll see it's um I do feel that you can't lay all the blame at the budget i mean a lot of it is in little amateurish mistakes like that you know it yeah it well, wasn't I mean, handled very well at
0: all i mean the, the thing is like that could have been very easily fixed by just being a little tighter like I really liked that camera angle I thought it was a really good angle to use because you've got a you're on a sound stage you can use those kind of camera angles but it just needed to be tighter in. Like... Yeah. It's it, The film is filled with all this stuff like that. It's... Not enough for me to be... Like, I'm, I never get annoyed by it, but I'm like, oh, come on.
1: Oh. You, you got so close and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you do that a lot in this film. I mean, mm. yeah, even a lot of the acting cues are like that. The, the, the young cast really aren't great either. If they were, <laughs> they were hoping to... They were hoping to have those guys carry a TV series, that...
0: Jesus Christ. But the thing is they're not given anything to work with either. Like you know, they're no. not really like I mean it, it is was very
1: I mean their their storyline. I mean the whole thing feels very fucking it feels like Saved by the Bell with a dash of Power Rangers thrown in.
0: Yeah, and somehow well a little bit more a little less vanilla than both of them, but it's like the I mean the only characters I, are given anything. I'd say anyway. I'd say not that much. It wasn't even that
1: fu- that vanilla
0: to be honest.
1: I mean that, you know. I think it was quite vanilla
0: to be honest. Yeah, um, it's it's just that like they like do go into ra- the idea of like how, of like, like one of the characters has like is ashamed of her body, which is something that neither Power Rangers or say by the bell really ever touched on. You know,
1: like No, that's true. That's true. Yeah,
0: I know, I suppose and, I suppose yeah. Like and I mean, the thing is, like, she's given a really good piece to work with, but they don't do anything with it. And mm. I mean, obviously, it's a pilot, so they can't. But um, I think, so I think going forward, that would have been really interesting to see. Yeah, that, that I think goes. that would have been, would have would have obviously been.
1: A, I mean, oh, you can see an awful lot in this. You can see the the lines that they were they, they were, were going down it. to yeah uh, to to run through the series, like, you know. Yeah, and and he. And it's all very, it, with the exception of that uh, that one about her her kind of her, her body consciousness. Um, the they're all very very kind of he loves her, but she loves him, and yes, and you know, and it's all yeah. that's what I was meaning by kind of very yeah. saved by the bell, you know. Yeah, but um, it's and even the it's... color palette as well. Yeah. I yeah. found the color palette was oh, really, awful. you know, again primary kind of childlike
0: Dare I say it very Batman and Robin y in the lighting department. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I suppose similar similar kind of timeline as well. When was Batman and Robin? That was ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. yeah, so everything was all kind of primary coloured and crappy looking.
0: yeah exactly like it aw like that uh, Plasticy. yes very much so um the I mean like even like one thing that like that was also like that I don't like about it was that it was very like the characters are very one note like yeah like on the girl side you've got um, you've got like main character you've got the damaged one who doesn't like her body and then you got bitch Mm -hmm. just just bitch
1: like <laughs> i'm good at everything bitch
0: yeah that, that's which her personality kind
1: of which is kind of the complete opposite of what she was like in the comics she yeah. was very shy and very kind of she was probably the one that was the most self-conscious yeah because she could do everything and because she was very aware of her uh, all-encompassing power um mm-hmm. it kind of yeah I mean, she actually she actually withdrew so so that was yeah that kind of jarred with me because i actually quite like that character of them but they uh yeah they they kind of made it just made her like yeah bitch face mm. i can do everything bitch face which was a shame
0: yeah, and then like, and M- the guys are, not... are just basically basically Again, and... jocks and nerds yeah well it's essentially like angelo and then balkan skull pretty
1: much <laughs> yeah pretty much the guy that plays mondo is called bumper robinson that's a terrible name. That's his name, Bumper. And, the, you know, the whole thing about him not liking Jell-O? Yeah. That was because he was in... Uh, it's almost frightening to say it now. He was in one of the, the uh, Bill Cosby Jell-O oh, no. adverts.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh um, God. I feel bad that for that, that his kid. First. That was...
1: Uh, that was what that was a reference to. Mm. There's a whole thing in the film that he uh, doesn't like Jello. Uh, they really lay it on thick with that as well. It's like, yeah, alright, fuck off. Mm. Um, yeah, and the other two, was it Refrax? It's Refrax and Mondo are the two kind of douche bras. Pretty much. And then um, Skin the bit at the start where Skin's getting in the van and going to the school and the little girl won't let go of his oh, hands. that, that effect. <laughs> and her stupid <laughs> smiling face as well. The extra they got oh. to do that was just terrible. The, the, there just was no, this the, gormless the, face just holding on to these rubber hands.
0: There was very little redeemable about that about that uh, about that about that sequence Mm.
1: and they they kept uh, they kept going back to the well with that effect as well Mm. I have
0: I have a feeling that the that the sentence we did 27 takes and this was the best (laughs) one was said more than once on this
1: (laughs) yeah yeah if you watch the director's commentary I'm pretty sure that gets said a lot (laughs) (laughs) Um so yeah, so that's that's kind of the the, the main cast characters. Um yeah. and the main antagonist is um Matt Matt motherfucking Thruer, Max who Headroom, thrower. Max. He somehow found his way. Max Headroom, who I have a great fondness for. Um because largely because of Max Headroom. I remember him fondly from my childhood.
0: I didn't get to see Max Headroom until I was old enough to go on the internet really. Um oh,
1: okay. But like they're... He used to do, he used to do some, um, sometimes when Channel 4 first started. Mm. Um, it was like a commemorative thing for like the first, I think, month of Channel 4. Um, Max Headroom would occasionally do, um, continuity. Okay. Back in the day when you had, con- you don't really have that on, um, TV
0: anymore. Oh no, Remember it's Remember back not, it, in the it, day you used to have the. You, you have to have continuity for an analog signal, it's not needed for digital. Oh, is that what it is? Yes.
1: Oh, okay. I thought they were just politely telling us what was coming up later on
0: the program on the, mm. on the channel. No, because you, the thing is, is that like now because you've everyone the listing is a touch of a button away. Why would they tell you what's on?
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Like, but it was there was something there was something nice about it. Yeah, coming up next, but now the news at six o'clock. Yeah, but, I, I, um, yeah Max Headroom great. used. Max Headroom used to do that on. Um, uh, Channel Four for the first month of its of its uh, of its. Launch. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. because mm. he was like a big. He was like the big thing at the time. So mm. that was yeah. They got him to just introduce. Calm
0: down. <laughs> <laughs> Things like, like that. Um, I first saw Matt Frewer in um, well, well, the first time I was aware of him was in the Watchmen movie where he was Moloch. Yes. And, and he was fantastic. great in that. And then I saw him again a couple of times, like he was in uh, Supernatural, which I don't know if you've seen, but uh, if you haven't, uh, season 1 to 5 worth watching, stop, just stop, it's not worth it anymore. Okay, uh, okay. He played, uh, he played. He played Pestilence. played.
1: Girlfriend, uh, girlfriend likes Supernatural. Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, it's kind of like Buffy, boy Buffy, isn't
0: it? Uh, yeah, kind of, crossed a little bit with X-Files. Okay, um, okay. The, seriously, like the first five seasons, really worth watching. A lot of fun. Sound, soundtrack kicks ass. He plays uh, Pestilence, the one of the Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and he's awesome. As mm. uh, as it, um,
1: those are the kind of roles he he thrives on.
0: Yeah, and then I got to see him in um, a 2011 movie called Fifty oh,
1: uh, nice. Fifty,
0: which starred. Uh, Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and oh, and gets, Seth Rogen. He gets
1: a cancer diagnosis.
0: Yeah, Netflix for yeah, some yeah, reason yeah, 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 decided yeah. that that's a comedy, despite the fact that nothing fucking funny happens. It just breaks my heart over and over again.
1: I like, oh yeah, I quite liked it. I quite
0: yeah, liked it. Um, oh. um, so like, I only found out because from in this that Matthew was also the leader from The Incredible Hulk, which was a huge part of my childhood. Uh huh. The, like the anime that came out in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. The Marvel Action Hour. Yeah. That one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it was, like, watching this film was kind of, was very painful for me in the sense that, like, I mean, he comes in and does essentially the best Jim, Jim Carrey overacting performance ever. Like, even better than Jim Carrey. But,
1: yeah, he does. He out carries the carry.
0: Yeah, and like he's a good. It's a good example to use, just because like to give you an idea of like how painful it was to watch. Imagine if you'd only ever seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and I Love You, Philip Morris, and then watch the Cable Guy. Uh, 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 okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. That's a good. <laughs> It that's hurts. The, that's the, contrast, that's the contrast
0: here. It, it hurts so much. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> no, I mean, Matt Frew, yeah, Matt Frew is really good at, at hamming it up. But, he, um, well, he, like, I, he's In really fact, really- Max, Max Headroom, Max Headroom is largely, uh, largely just a big, big hamster, yeah. yeah. really. But, um, yeah, he fucking pulls out all the stops in, uh, in, in this one. He basically oh, yeah. he basically plays an evil scientist with dubious morals as displayed at the start by doing something horrid um who is using subliminal message to make people do things um he's uh, there's that really weird scene where he's walking through the club and I wasn't sure is he walking through the club or is it is that the kind of the psychic dealio of him walking through the club that's what I chose to kind of take it as was him because he was like walking past and telling that kid to smoke. Yeah, I, <laughs> and then and then play your video games. I I play Virtua Fighter video games.
0: Oh, hang on, I've got to play play Virtua Fighter for a while. Hang on a second. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it can be viewed either way. With, and he
1: was kind of walking. He's kind of it. Just he just seems really fucking creepy. Is is what I'm going to say? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh no, it's a, it's a really, just
1: seemed,
0: he's really just
1: seemed in this. He is. He's he's a kind of gangly, gawky, creepy dude. There's yeah. just something really creepy about him walking through a room full of kids, telling them to smoke and play video
0: games. Yeah. It, you have to go back to like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang to find someone comparably creepy. I think. I that
1: I, I think there was a definite, a definite nod. Yeah. To uh, to the child catcher, just in his in his general kind of. Oh yeah. Creeping think... about the place. <laughs> <laughs> Hamming oh, it up. I... Uh, but he's he's probably he's probably the most enjoyable thing in this film. You just feel sorry for Fanella Hughes. I mean, she's not exactly, you know, Meryl fucking Streep herself, to be honest. But, you know, still, you know, she's she's done some shit in her day. And here she is, pissing about in a white nightie, <laughs> wearing but, very little. Yeah. The,
0: the thing is, is that, like, I think the accomplished actors who are in this film, I think you feel bad for all of them, because they're all... Mm-hmm they all deserve better and to be fair to them I think most of them do go on to do better things yeah you know, uh, which... I
1: don't know what Fano- Hughes is doing these days but um, vodka probably directing I think I remember seeing something um but uh yeah I I got the impression there were an awful lot of actor- actors in this series who just yeah bills to pay man I just need a fucking series even if it's just one season yeah. you know I'll be I'll be I'll be I'll be sorted you know I, I got that impression for an awful lot of these uh, an awful lot of these folks do you know what she, do you know what she actually started out as uh, Fenella Hughes well wow. she was now listeners who will no doubt be familiar with Benny Hill uh, as I imagine you are, of course, Bryn Benny Hill.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Now, I would say to those, I would say to those people that are familiar with the work of Benny Hill, um, to seek out the far superior Kenny Everett.
0: I've heard of Kenny Everett.
1: Yeah, I mean, I imagine you have, but uh, I don't. Mm.
0: I've never, I don't think I've ever seen any Kenny Everett, but I've heard of him.
1: For our American listeners, uh, Kenny Everett is uh, kind of the bawdy naughtiness of Benny Hill, but without the rampant sexism uh, of Benny Hill, largely because Kenny Everett was gay. Um, There is still considerable sexism because it is from the 70s, but um, I urge everyone to seek out Kenny Hill. He's much, much funnier. Far sillier, much funnier. Um, But one of the kind of Naughty ladies, see, there is still sexism. One of the naughty ladies who he would, you know, chase about on occasion, who'd be wearing like skimpy outfits, um, would be a young Fanola Hughes. And that's where she got her start, was, uh, was the work of Kenny Everett. Oh. Yeah, needless to say, she jumped on the first plane to America and, and started doing soaps as soon as possible. That <laughs> uh, doesn't surprise me. Well, yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Um and yeah, and that's basically that's basically what Fanella Hughes did. But yeah, I was right. She's actually um she's actually branched out into directing. Uh um, oh, cool. She was uh Professor Spank Spankmeyer in Scooby Doo Legend of the Phantasaur. And uh oh, she was in uh Pocahontas two Journey to the New World as well
0: in 1999. Oh, well everyone's seen that.
1: Yeah, so to say she went on to better things, nah, possibly not.
0: Well, to be fair, she made stuff after this film. She went on to better things.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Her career didn't take. Um, from the Wikipedia page, there's an awful lot of um, red links next to the, the younger members of the cast. Oh, boy. So, uh, you know what that means. <laughs> not much for them. No. Um yeah, which is a shame. Um yeah, skin nothing. Um Bumper Roberts, Bumper Robinson uh was in some stuff. Um he's uh, gone on to lots of kind of TV roles and stuff. Um uh, and voice work as well. Um he he was in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air b- before this. Was he? Uh, yeah, he was in an episode of Fresh Prince.
0: And Curious.
1: he was in, oh, he was in All Grown Up, which was the grown up, well, the, the teenager version of Rugrats. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the computer game Commander Conquer Generals. There you go. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he went on to big stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, so no one really went on to, grow- and mm. having looked at it, mm. Mm, it's kind of understandable. Matt Frewer was glad, uh, was uh, lucky to get out alive. To be honest, uh, usually I say to people, you can go and find this film. You can find this on. Uh, on... I wouldn't fucking bother.
0: Is that harsh, Bryn? No, it, it's a PSA at this point. Really. <laughs> uh, like it. Like I mean, the thing is, is that it's if if you have to watch. An X Men movie. (laughs) What's the first (laughs) X Men movie? Don't watch this. Just. What's the first? Yeah, what's the first X Men movie? I
1: quite like First Class. I know that's that's a polarizing one. I quite like First Class. I quite like the most recent one as well.
0: Watch one of those. I haven't haven't seen Days Um, of Future Past yet, actually.
1: I quite like it. Again, it gets a lot of shit, but I quite like it. I quite like it. it,
0: As long as it's better than X Men Three, I don't really give a shit. So,
1: yeah. To be honest, this is only marginally worse than X
0: Men Three. Uh, it's differently worse, is what I would say. Uh, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! I loved Vinny Jones as a Juggernaut. Uh, he made he made watching that the cinema bearable. <laughs> that fucking film, I, dude.
1: I lost all respect for Vinny Jones when he said that he doesn't. Imp- doesn't plan on uh moving back to the United Kingdom from Los Angeles because um there's too many immigrants living in Los Angeles.
0: What? Vinnie Jones is a piece of shit?
1: No I know I know I know I know. Vinnie Jones is a Vinny Jones is 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 a, a a kind of atypical Cockney racist, who knew who Shocking knew? Those years, those years stamping on People's legs playing for Watford Who Cr- knew, crushing fucking who knew? um knew, oh what's
0: his Gazza's name Gazza's bollocks Yes, yeah, crushing yes. Gazza's quite fa- bollocks
1: Quite famously Yeah, yeah. Grabbing uh, Gazza by the box <laughs> Bastard Shut
0: Bastard the, of the door There's no I way know. I know, he's a racist yeah. Don't you Thing. Also, um, one, th- one thing that I wanted to bring up just because it popped in my head uh-huh. was, was it was it at all jarring to you when halfway through the film they just randomly start swearing heavily? <laughs> yeah, it was almost <laughs> like it's almost like the parent, like mom
1: and dad, have gone.
0: Yeah, let her rip. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, it's not even like they're going for just like you know bastard or bitch; they're going for straight fucks and shits. Like yeah. it's.
1: Yeah, do you know what? And, and do you know what it's like? It's like, it's like, li- like being within earshot of kids who don't know you're there,
0: mm.
1: who have recently learnt swearing and how cool it is. Yeah, and they don't know that there's a grown-up within earshot, and they're kind of effing and jeffing and really forcing those swear words in wherever the wherever the fuck they can.
0: Yeah. It, it's the same thing with like um, if you I don't know if you've ever watched like the DVD versions of like Family Guy episodes yeah where they like where they uncensor it so if you're used to the censored version and then watch the uncensored you're like what the hell is going on here what did like, they just say yeah did they just say fuck yeah
1: yeah yeah it, it, I don't know why that is whether it was some kind of is it some kind of DVD were those bits only in the DVD release, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Well, we would have still been on videos at this point. Possibly only in the video release. Well, I mean, Once the they DVD... realized. DVDs are is... far, away. There is a, there is a DVD release of this. Um, mm. but just watch it. On. If you get, if you're going to inflict it upon yourself, just watch it on YouTube. Uh, it's right there. Don't give them um,
0: money for this. I think it's
1: exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> they, they, they did not earn their money. For this film, watch it for free.
0: <laughs> you will the, not
1: be entertained by it. They
0: will take more from you than you will take from them. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly, exactly. You will, f- you will still, still feel like you have paid too much. Um, that, ladies and gentlemen, is Generation X. This has been uh, a somewhat fraught with technical perils. Uh, Shit Film Sundays, episode 5. Um, follow us on Twitter. Suggest your shit films. At shitfilms. Films. Find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash shitfilm Film Sundays. Obviously the home of Shit Film Sundays. You can get us at SoundCloud.com slash Shit-Film-Sundays. Um, Stitcher, iTunes, all that jazz. If you don't know how to listen to us and you're listening to the end of this podcast, I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, Go check out Geeks of the Industry, Chunky Larry. Thank you very much for stepping in last week. Um, Go check out all their shows. Um, Also, it is VHS, Grindhouse, um, and Slee's Facebook page. Those guys have been really supportive of our efforts. And as ever... A massive thank you to uh, Garth Knight for the theme tune, 88 miles per hour. I'm sure you'll all agree it's a belter. Um, I'm sure all of you cannot stop listening
0: to it. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, go go, go find him on SoundCloud, actually. Garth has a bunch of awesome tunes that you can just buy from him. for very, very cheap. Very good good price. And you help support his musical endeavours. And he'll make more for awesome tunes. That's how that works. So you can do that. i going to go and see him, and that'd be cool. Um, and from myself, Felonius uh, Punk, from Reno World, this feature from Sundays. Cheerio! Bye.